0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala al-mab'uuthi rahmatan lil'alameen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa salama tasliman kathiran ila yawmi deen amma ba'd So Alhamdulillah we move on to the second level of our Hell Revealed discussion uh, Based on Ibn Rajab al-Hambali and others first thing that we're going to discuss which is very important the first thing that we're going to discuss is fear of hellfire so we're going to discuss the concept of fear of the hellfire before we move on to the description of the hellfire first so that we understand what we're getting out of this discussion about the hellfire so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I'm going to mention a number of verses in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses uh, fear of the hellfire uh, how people human beings uh, should have fear of the hellfire. So look at these verses. First verse I'm gonna con- I'm going to mention here is Surah Tahrim. Uh, verse six Ya So O people who believe uh, protect, save yourselves and your families from the hellfire whose Fuel, whose fuel is people and stones, and there are angels that are standing guard um, there in the hellfire as well, who are uh, very severe, Um, and they don't, they do not. You you can't basically. What Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is saying here is that there's nothing you can do about. Uh, once you get there, there's no context. You can't speak to them in the sense that here, do me a favor, or I know your relative, or I'll do you a favor, or I'll pay you something. They do not disobey Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in what He in His commands uh, to them, and they do exactly what they have been ordered to do. Then we have another verse in which uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, النَّارَ الَّتِي nasu النَّاسُ hijara again the concept of it being the fuel so uh, fear uh, or stay away or protect yourself from the fire whose fuel again is people and stones and which has been prepared for the disbelievers then Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ali Imran which is similar to the previous that protect yourself from the hellfire that is prepared for the disbelievers Thereafter, in Surah al layl Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "فَأَنْذَرْتُكُمْ نَارًا تَلَظَّى." So these are all the warnings in the Quran, right, about the Hellfire. where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala doesn't want us to go to the Hellfire, so He's saying, "I am warning you from a blazing fire. I am warning you about the blazing fire." فَأَنْذَرْتُكُمْ نَارًا لَا يَصْلَأْهَا إِلَّا الأشقى. And it continues. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in Surah Al-Zumar says, "لَهُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ ضُلَّلٌ." لَهُم مِّن فَوْقِهِمْ ظُلَلٌ مِّنَ النَّارِ وَمِن تَحْتِهِمْ ظُلَلٌ ذَٰلِكَ يُخَوِّفُ اللَّهُ بِهِ عبادة. يَا فَاتَّقُونَ for, for them, above them, for them from above them are canopies of, of fire. So this is their description that above them will be canopies of fire. So the fire will not just come from underneath or from behind them or from their sides. Above them min above them will also be canopies of fire now what system that is what kind of a gadget that is allah knows best but and also beneath them will be blazing fire canopies of fire or basically you mean uh, these different things from which fire will be uh, will be will be enveloping them bihi ibada that's what we're looking at so essentially in all of these verses Allah th- these are the verses in which Allah is warning us about the hellfire that look this something to be worried about so bihi that this this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns his servants about oh my servants fattaquni be conscious about me, fear me. So this is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala saying that. Then, in other verses, like in Suratul Muddathir, we have uh, other verses. Wama illa للبشر Subhi Asfar إذ إذا الكبر للبشر لمن شاء يتقدم يتأخر. Anyway, moving on. There's a hadith related by Simak ibn Harb. He says that I heard Nu'man ibn Bashir one day giving a sermon. And he was saying in that sermon that I heard the Prophet saying, Andartukumun Nar, Andartukumun Nar, I am warning you, I am warning you of the hellfire. And Nar, he said it twice. So the Prophet wasallam had said this, and Bashir ibn uh, Nu'man ibn Bashir anhu is then saying that the Prophet was saying this so loudly you know with so much vigor that if there was a person out in the bazaar out in the in the market he would have heard it from the place I'm standing so now Nu'man ibn Bashir is is saying this in his masjid and there was a bazaar outside outside of the masjid and generally in many muslim countries you had the big the jamia the big masjid the big mosque of the area and then around there would be a bazaar it's kind of like the ideal space uh, for a bazaar because people come from for their prayer after the prayer and then you know there's a, it, it's a nice place to you know have a you know from a business perspective so he's saying that the bazaar outside somebody standing there they'd be able to hear they would be able to have heard it the way the Prophet ﷺ is saying it hatta waqa'at until you know he had a shawl on he had a shawl or some kind of uh, cloth or sheet that was on his shoulders, and that fell down with so much vigor. He was mentioning this is a hadith related by Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal rahimahullah, and it's related in a number of ways. But I think that one is enough. There's another hadith which is related by Bukhari and Imam Muslim as well. Adi ibn Hatim, anhu, says that the Prophet said, you know, fear the hellfire, and then wa ashaha he basically made his his uh, you know he made a gesture. An indication with his face of like trying to protect himself from something. You know when you make that face where you're like, oh, you know, this is severe, you need to protect yourself. I'm not sure if I'm doing that right. And then he said, "Ittaqun takunnar, fear the hellfire. And then again, he kind of moved his head as though he's trying to protect himself from something. I mean, wallahu alam, it seems like maybe the Prophet ﷺ is having a vision of the hellfire. And he's like seeing the disgusting scene of the hellfire. You know, and he's kind of like saying, oh, you know, like, oh, I, I it's such a bad scene. He did this thrice. Until we actually started thinking. We started thinking that he was actually seeing the hellfire. That's why he was making such a face and such a gesture. And then he said, the Prophet said, اتق Beware of the fire. Protect yourself from the fire, even if it's to do with just piece of date half a date if it's not yours don't take it right and uh, be careful of even the amount of half a date or it could mean that even protect yourself from it by gaining reward by giving even a half a date in the path of allah subhanahu Wa ta'ala anybody who doesn't even find half a date then what they can do is they can say a good word so there's numerous hadith you know we can't go through all of them but there's numerous hadith in the Prophet ﷺ actively said, you must protect yourself from the hellfire. It's not just something being there. It's actually something that we need to protect ourselves from. So then there's a riwayah in Muslim. There's another narration in Sahih Muslim where the Prophet ﷺ said, and many of you must have heard this hadith, in مَثَدِي You know, the Prophet ﷺ gave an example about himself, a parable. He said, you know, my, my example is like that person who kindle the fire somewhere so he's got a bonfire going on and when that begins to illuminate so when you put a fire on you know it's going to create light it's going to bring light to the surrounding area so he says that what generally happens in a forest or outside as well you know all of the various different creepy crawlies and the various different flying insects and all of these little uh, insects they come about because they get attracted to the to the fire and they then, some of them even start dropping into the fire because, you know, they they get maybe disoriented or whatever. They, They drop into the fire as well. And so my example is like the same thing where people are trying to get into hellfire because things that are related to it are so attractive. They create a false sense of light, I guess. So just like, you know, I'm trying to save you guys from that. So he said, So that's the same example of that person and me. I am also trying to grab you by your mid midsections, your waists, to keep you away from the hellfire. "هلُمَّ عَنِ النَّارِ!" Come, come away from the from the fire. But you know what? You're resisting me. You're overwhelming me, and you want to go into the hellfire like you want to throw yourself into the uh, in into the fire and you're resisting you're resisting my efforts to take you away then we have another hadith uh, that Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal has related from Abdullah ibn Masud radiyallahu anhu that prophet sallallahu alaihi wasam said inna allaha lam yuharrim hurmatan illa waqad alima annahu sayqla'uha minkum matla ana wa anni akhidh bi hujazikum an tahafatu fi was zubabi that there's no haram object there's no haram item there's no haram activity there's nothing haram which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram so any item anything that Allah has made haram except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew that there's going to be a part of it that's going to attract you or you're going to be attracted to some part of it that's the nature of the haram that you will get attracted to it otherwise if there was a haram that nobody was attracted to you know it it would be like oh okay you know so i guess uh, most many harams most harams people are attracted to so that was going to happen and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi said i am trying to grab you by your waistbands maybe you know by your waist by your shoulders whatever it is that you don't fall into that hellfire just the way these uh, flying Insects and so on, and and flies and other things, they fall into into fire because they get maybe disoriented by it, and that's exactly what seems to be happening with us as well. That we get dis, um, we, we we get we we get a bit disoriented. There's numerous other hadith as well. That the Prophet at the beginning he called a lot of his family folk, and then he said to them that you know how have you found me until now? Do I live a lie and so on? And and uh, they they trust you know they obviously trusted him, and then he said I'm warning you of. Uh, an impending danger and he told him about the hellfire as well then Imam Tirmidhi الله, has another hadith from Abu Huraira عنه, in which the Prophet said I mean these words are very profound I've never seen anything like the hellfire Right? I've never seen anything like the hellfire that somebody's trying to run away from it, right? So, you know, when people are trying to run away from something that they don't want, that they're fearful of, they would not sleep because they, they feel like they're going to be caught up. But I've not seen anything like the hellfire where people who are trying to run away from it, they go to sleep, so they're not too worried. And I've never seen anything like paradise, right, who people want, which people want, but then they're going to sleep and they're not working hard. When you're saying about sleeping, it's like they're disoriented, they are um, heedless, they're negligent of it. They should be running towards it to seek it because it's so worth it. Now, moving on to what some others have said, there's a person called Yusuf ibn Atiyah. He he transmits from Mu'alla ibn Ziyad that a person called Haram ibn Hayyan used to sometimes, I mean this Haram ibn Hayyan, it looks like he had the presence of death and the presence of the afterlife, and he could vividly somehow see hellfire, meaning he it was so present and he was so conscious of it. So some nights he would actually go out and he would proclaim at the top of his voice, he would announce at the top of his vo- voice that عجبت من الجنة كيف نام I'm like so surprised, he's saying that I'm surprised Uh, by paradise that how can somebody who really eagerly wants it can sleep so he's probably more surprised not by paradise but he's actually surprised that people are sleeping though they would want paradise it's something they should have and then he says the same thing he says the same thing about the hellfire that I'm so surprised by something like the hellfire that how can somebody who's trying to escape it trying to not go into hellfire how they could sleep so he's announcing that to maybe get people up. Then he would read Afa, uh, the, the following verse of uh, Surah Al-A'raf Afa, Amina ahlul qura an wahum Have the people of the inhabitation, have the people of the area, right, the villages, the inhabi- inhabitants of, the, of those areas. Have they been given safety? Meaning do they feel secure? That our punishment and our grip will not come to them while they're sleeping at night. At night time while they're sleeping, meaning do they feel that you won't die for example or that you won't be punished in some other way, right? So that you don't maybe even make your du'as before going to sleep. At least before you're going to sleep, make a du'a. And the beauty of making du'as before you go to sleep is that if we do die that night, then that is a continuous state from the time that we slept. So if we sleep on the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after having made these du'as and so on, then that whole night's sleep, insha'Allah, is part of that. That's why we sleep on wudu, we make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we do our adhkar as the last words, and that will, mashallah, be very, very beneficial. Then Abu al Jawza, he says that Abu once again, these are people who can't help it but to express their sentiment their eagerness and they want to share this with others and they want others to be conscious of this so abul jawza rahimahullah once he says if i had been given authority over people meaning had i been the governor or the the ruler or you know in charge then i would have made he says i would have made a, a tower um a speaker system right In in modern in the modern day, I would put up a speaker system, you know, on all the roads and everything. He was saying at that time, I would put up a minaret, like you know, and I would put people in there that would just be proclaiming anar anar, just subhanallah, you know, the fire, the fire, the fire. Imam Ahmed has actually transmitted this from him in Kitabu Zuhd, right now. SubhanAllah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if we think about it, I mean, how many lectures do we actually hear about the hellfire on a regular basis? You know, actually about the description of the hellfire so that people can be warned about it. As like I said, the biggest problem I think we're facing is that even those of us who practice, who do some good deeds and so on, there's not enough fear. So while we do the good deeds, we're not, we don't have the same ability to avoid bad deeds. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give These are different people that are trying to trying to do their best of trying to uh, help people i mean i guess today you wouldn't have to do that would you you could probably do it in terms of sending out whatsapp messages or some other kind of message or text messages the problem is that whatsapp is just so oversubscribed and you get so much junk on there and so much spam on there that it becomes very very difficult to focus on the good stuff from the bad stuff because we just don't have the time. When you're used to getting so much spam, you just don't even read it properly. You just kind of scan it, right? And you lose the point of it. Imagine the pure times when everything that came through your door, like a leaflet or something like that, it was actually significant. Now it's just so much spam going on around that, you know, we just hardly pay attention unless it really, they have to actually compete for our attention these days. So somebody needs to think of something that, you know, can help other people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. We move on to the next chapter, which is about. So the, fir- the first section we just did, that was more about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned against the hellfire and how other people have done. So in the Hadith, the Prophet has done so now we're talking about how believers should be fearful. So the fear and why the fear is necessary. Right, So this is all about the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefit us through this. So let's look at firstly the verse in Surah Ali Imran, which many of you, most of you have probably heard before. It's really about contemplation, about the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala outside. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ali Imran, <laughs> الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم، ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض ربنا، ربنا ما خلقت هذا باطلا سبحانك، سبحانك فقنا عذاب النار، ربنا إنك من تدخل النار فقد أخزيته، وما للظالمين من أنصار، So it's the verse about that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in in His creation of the heavens and the earth and the coming of the night and day and their differences. There are signs in there for the people of intellect and those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala standing up, sitting down and on their sides, meaning in all their states. And they are constantly reflecting. So they reflect over the creation of the heavens and the earth. And then they proclaim that our Lord, you did not create any of this in vain. Subhanak, you are purified, you are transcendent. Faqina So, Subhanallah, the point here is that after contemplation of the heavens and the earth and Allah's creation, uh, 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 the person Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praising here, you know, those people who remember him constantly, even those people, right, I mean, those people, this is their state, they're going to say, give us refuge, protect us from the hellfire. And then it carries on, it says, oh, our Lord, Anybody that you cause to enter, that you put into hellfire, then you have really disgraced them. And the oppressors will have no people to assist them on that day. So even these people who do this contemplation, which is a really profound act of you know, reflection, they even come to this conclusion at the end. So all of these verses here, they show that we have to actually actively, seek refuge from the hellfire you'll see in all of these verses that i quote here it's speaking about actively seeking refuge from the hellfire so we're not just trying to avoid it we just don't have fear for it but this is adding the dimension that we actually need to say oh allah protect me from the hellfire and the duas of it are very simple and i'm going to mention some of them oh allah protect me from the hellfire give me refuge from the hellfire save us from the hellfire there's just so many words right and of course that will become easier if we if we've developed the 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 concern and the fear for the hellfire then we'll actually ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for safety from it the next verse is also uh, from surah ali imran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says qul anabbi'ukum bikhayrin min dhalikum lillatheena attaqoo 'inda rabbihim jannatun tajri min tahtiha al-anharu khalidina fiha wa azwajun mutahharatun wa ridwanu min Allah bil 'ibad Should I tell you something even superior to that? For those who have taqwa, those who have God consciousness, right? In the Rabbihim Jannatun. For them by their Lord are gardens beneath which uh, rivers flow. They'll dwell in there forever and uh, with their with their pure wives, with their pure spouses. And they will have in there also the Ridwan, the satisfaction and the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is absolutely well aware and watchful over his servants but then it says it gives a description of these people who go to paradise it gives a description that's what i want to focus on who are these people that are going to be given paradise who are going to be enjoying these gardens يقولون, right this is what's important for us those who say our lord so this is their dua رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا آمَنَّا ذُنُوبَنَا وَقِنَا عَذَابَ O our Lord, we have believed. So forgive us our mistakes, forgive us our sins, وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ and protect us from the hellfire. These are these people who are given paradise. If we want to be among them, same thing. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the famous verse in Suratul furqan verse 63 to 66, وَعِبَادُ واذا خاطبهم الجاهلون قالوا سلاما واذا خاطبهم الجاهلون قالوا سلاما. والذين يبيتون لربهم سجدا وقياما والذين يقولون ربنا اصرف عنا عذاب جهنم ان عذابها كان غراما انها ساءت مستقرا ومقاما same thing, these are the servants of the Rahman, the Muslim, The Muslim, famous verse of the Ibadur Rahman who walk calmly uh, with humility and humbly on the earth and when some ignorant people um, confront them, they deal with it with, with peace and they're the ones who um, spend their nights uh, in prostration and standing for their Lord. This is the point, who are these people, what else do they do? They're the ones who say, our Lord avert from us the punishment of the hellfire for its punishment is severe it is a really bad place to be a really bad place uh, to end up in so they making this dua as well Uh, in suratul isra same thing these are people who hope for his mercy and they actually fear his punishment they fear his punishment Again, Suratul Ma'arij, مِنْ عَذَابِ Those who are fearful of the punishment of their Lord. Surat Ibrahim, ذَلِكَ لمن خاف مَقَامِي وخاف وَعْيَدٍ That reward is for the people who fear standing, my standing or standing in front of me, and who fear the warning. This is very necessary that we have to fear that warning. Allahu akbar. In Suratul Tur. This is a very interesting verse, just focus on this. On the day of judgment, you know, they're going to face one another and they're going to be asking questions to one another, like, You made us do this or whatever. So, one party will say, or they will say, So these are the good people. They're going to say that. We were fearful or anxious among our families. So when we were among our families, among our people even of safety, you know, even people of familiarity, people that we're comfortable with, we would still be mushfiqeen. We would still be fearful and anxious. But now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showered His blessings upon us and He's protected us from the punishment. He's protected us from the punishment. So based on this, Ibrahim At-Taymi says that anybody... Who is never grieving about the hereafter, who never grieves, who's never concerned about the hereafter, right? For that person, he should be fearful that he's gonna, he could be from the people of hellfire. This is interesting. Anybody who's not grieving in this world and concerned about the hellfire, right? They should, it, it, it is appropriate, it is more befitting from them. That they are probably gonna be from the people of Hellfire. How? Because the people of paradise, if you want to be a person of paradise, then your state should be the following, which I've read from the verse. Alhamdulillah in Surat fatir, Similar. All praise is to Allah who removed the grief from us. What grief is that? So this grief is necessary, this concern is necessary, because the people of paradise are saying, we had the grief but Allah has removed it from us. We had the worry, Allah has removed it from us. So you can't be uh, worry free about the hereafter. That person is more befitting to be in the hellfire. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Then he says, Ibrahim al carries on, he says, also, the person who is not fearful in this world, the one who has no fear, Right about the hereafter he should not have any fear of human beings, but if he's not fearful of Allah standing in front of Allah and so on Then it is more befitting for that person He should be then fearful. It's more befitting for him to be fearful That he is not gonna be from the people of paradise It's a bit complex, but the idea is he's saying that if anybody is not fearful in this world about the hereafter then it is befitting for him to be then fearful that he is not going to be from paradise. So he's saying that you need some kind of fear in this world. So if you're not fearful of the hellfire or fearful of standing in front of Allah, then you better be fearful that you're not going to get to paradise. And if you are fearful that you're not going to get to paradise, then that's correct. Why does he say that? He says because Allah says about the people that I just mentioned from Surah Ibrahim, actually Surah At-Tur, where they were saying after they entered paradise, that we used to be fearful and anxious. We had anxiety when we were even among our families, right? But now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has removed that anxiety. So anxiety about the hellfire is actually a good thing. Obviously not to a debilitating state, but concern, a healthy concern to keep us on track. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi himself used to seek refuge from the hellfire multiple times, many, many times. And he used to also command that to be done in, in his Salat as well. There's numerous verses, uh, numerous uh, uh, hadiths about that. So, for example, Anas radiyallahu anhu relates, and this is Imam Bukhari has mentioned this. That كان اكثر الدعاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الاخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار now, النار, you will insha'Allah identify that. Even if you don't understand Arabic, you'll identify that. It means, and you know this dua. The, the Prophet, Anas, is saying that an abundant dua of the Prophet. The Prophet used to make this dua abundantly. Our Lord grant us in our dunya the excellent and the good, in our akhirah the good, and protect us from the punishment of the fire. Waqina means protect us. ,nar, the punishment of the hellfire. Then in Sunan al-Nasa'i, from Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu, he heard the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying, "Allahumma, these are the specific duas. Allahumma inni a'udu bika min harri jah- jahannam, min harri jahannam." O oh Allah, I seek your ref- I seek refuge from the heat, the intense heat of hellfire. So this is the Prophet sallallahu actively. Then in Sunan Abu Daud and Ibn Majah from Jabir radiallahu anhu. The Prophet sallallahu said to a person. Right, he was having a he saw somebody must have seen him and he said to him, "Kayfa fi salat?" What what duas do you make in salat? I mean he says what do you say in salat? Obviously I mean he's not talking about the Fatih and so on. He, because you can tell uh, you can tell this by the response. What do you what do you ask for in salat? Uh, in your sitting. So the person replied, he said, first I make tashahud. So I do my the tashahud and everything else. And then after that, he, I say, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-janna wa a'udhu bika minan nar And you can do this du'a at the end of your prayer as well. right? Especially in your surah, Nawafil prayer, you can you can do this. You can do it after the after, the, after salat as well. So, O oh Allah, I ask you for paradise, for the garden. And I seek your refuge i seek your refuge from the hellfire so that's what he used to read after his the, the last dua and then he said to the prophet said, it looks like who was there as well or that he knew mu'adha so he said you know he, he he was belittling what he was reading like his dua he was saying that you know i cannot i i i, I can't do your humming of dua, you know, your humming with dua as well. Um, you, you know, I can't do it as well. I can't d- do the humming with the dua as well as you, or like the humming of Mu'adh radiallahu then Dandara means to say something in a very low way, like a hum, right? So, what he's saying is that, you know, when you are in your salat and you're reading all of these duas, I can't do it as well, meaning I don't know as many duas. I cannot hum the way you do, meaning I don't know how to read, right? Too many of these duas. I don't know too many of these duas and these prayers. So then, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to him, Like it is exactly around that subject of paradise and hellfire that we are also making duas. So don't worry about it. That, that's exactly the subject that we're doing. So he was wondering, "That do you make duas about other things?" And he says, "No, that is exactly what we we make duas as well." Subhanallah. Then there's another hadith in Imam Ahmad's Musnad from. Uh, that the Prophet ﷺ said to this Sulaym al-Ansari Ya Sulaym, mada ma'aka min al-Qur'an? Mada ma'aka min al-Qur'an? You know, how much Qur'an do you know? Or what do you read of the Qur'an? So he said, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for paradise and I seek refuge from the hellfire. And again, the same thing. He said the same thing. I mean, that that is what I read in Salat. So the question was actually about Salat. And then he said that I can't do the du'as like you do and like Mu'adadi Allahu Anhu does. So the Prophet ﷺ said the same thing, that me and Mu'adzadi, that's what we do. We ask protection from the hellfire and we ask for paradise. There's another hadith from Suwayd ibn Sa'id from Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu. That the Prophet said, The people who are going to enter paradise are those who are going to have some hope for paradise. So we actually have to actively hope for paradise. It shouldn't just be part of our our kind of belief system that, oh, as Muslims, Muslims go to paradise. Right? Maybe more, okay, you know, if I eventually, even if I have to go to hellfire, eventually I'm going to go to paradise. You want to go to paradise, you have to intend, you have to hope, you have to make an effort. And the people who will be protected from the hellfire are those who fear it, actively fear it. وَإِنَّمَا يَرْحَمُ اللَّهُ مَن يرحم Allah has mercy on those who have mercy themselves. Abu Nuaym is transmitted this one. Umar said, If there was an announcer announcing from the heavens, youhan nas إِنَّكُمْ دَاخِلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ كُلَّكُمْ إِلَّا رَجُلًا وَاحِدٍ لَخِفْتُ أَنْ أَكُونَ أَنَا هُوَ This is what Umar state. He said that, you know, even if we were told, there was an announcement from the heavens, right, that all of you are going to be going to paradise. Every single one of you is going to enter paradise, except one man. There's only one man who's not going to enter paradise. Umar said that, I would fear that that's me, would we fear that that's me, or would we feel like well, we probably included in that majority in that overwhelming ninety nine point nine 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 so percent but he said no i 'm worried about being that minority, that one person that 's how much fear he had, right, but you know his fear did not debilitate him from doing good and staying away from evil or from helping others. I mean look how profound he was so Nobody because I've dealt with people who've come and they've had some serious debilitating fear where they just can't function I think that becomes more of an OCD kind of more, more of a mental issue. So that's a bit different Then Imam Ahmad has transmitted from Abdullah ibn rumi He said that it's reached me from Uthman radiAllahu an. So Uthman radiAllahu Uthman al-Ghani uh, Uthman uh, النورين, عنه, he says that if I was to eventually end up between Hellfire and Paradise, so I'm between there and I've not been told which way to go yet. I've not, you know, I don't know which side. I'm, I'm, I've am i just been made to stand there and it's like, okay, you're going to go to one of these two places. Subhanallah. I would in that state i would choose i mean he's got a 50 50 chance so he should take it as 50 50 no his fear is he's is so worried about his fear that i would rather than deal with that fear of that day because that is serious right if i do end up with that 50 percent i would rather choose to be ramad i would rather choose to be dust ima asir, you know, before I could find out which side I'm going to go to. It's just too fearful, right That's the fear that they had, they had about these things. Inshallah, the I'm going to mention a few things to just prelude what we're to discuss in the coming session inshallah. This is more about the concept of you know the, the concept of the fear of Allah, or the fear of actually punishment, uh, fear of the punishment of the hereafter. Ibn Rajab Al-Hambali says that this is not something that anybody, anybody at all, including prophets, can feel a safety from. Right? This is something which everybody is going to experience. This is something which everybody is going to experience, if not today, then in the hereafter. They're going to have to fear, they're going to have to experience the fear of the fire. It's a reality. There's no way, because the hellfire is a reality. So eventually, if not now, because we got so many things to distract us, then maybe towards the end of life, maybe when something bad happens, if not now, then in the hereafter, standing on the Day of Judgment, and the hell is blazing with its huge sight, then eventually, so in our existence, we're going to fear it. So you'd rather be prepared for it by fearing it. So that's why he says, وَالْخَوْفُ مِنْ عَذَابِ جَهَنَّمْ لَا يَنْجُو مِنْهُ أَحْدٌ مِنْ الْخَلْقِ Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala although Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has warned about it specifically to the people who disobey despite that you know people are going to have the fear so Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says mimma ilayka rabbuka min tajal allahi fatulqa fi this is what your lord has revealed to you of the wisdoms don't take with Allah any other God such that you would then be thrown into hellfire in that state of uh, blame and and, and so on. So generally this comes from people who do wrong. Hellfire is for those who who do wrong. Then we've got another hadith from Umarat ibn al-Qaqa who transmits from Abu Zura uh, that Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu this is that famous hadith the famous hadith most of you must have hadith i'm not going to repeat the whole hadith It's the hadith of Shafa'a on the day of judgment that the prophet ﷺ, uh, told um uh, this uh, mentioned this hadith and he said that people are going to come to adam right they're going to come to adam alaihissalam adam is going to say now there's various versions of this hadith in the various different hadith collections this one he says adam will say to respond to that delegation that my lord Today is so angry, right, that he's never been so angry before. And never after will he ever be so angry again, right? He commanded me to do something, but I disobeyed him. So I have fear that he's going to throw me into hellfire. Go to somebody else. Nafsi, nafsi, I'm concerned for myself, and am concerned for myself. You've heard this hadith. They're going to go to Nuh, Salaam, Ibrahim, Salaam, Musa, Salaam, Isa. Isa similar right they're all going to say that just Isa الصلاة, may not say that according to some versions but besides that most of them are saying that I am fearful that Allah is going to throw me into the fire right? this particular version has been transmitted by Ibn Abid Dunya right? though Imam Muslim has another version and so on so in here we learn that even the prophets are going to be fearful of the hellfire on that day Right, they're going to be fearful of the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so let us stop here Insha'Allah, next time what we want to cover which is this question you must have heard about it you must have heard it discussed so inshaAllah, this would be um, a, a satisfying uh, explanation for should you be fearful of the hellfire right? and should you worship out of fear for hellfire or out of love and hope for paradise or should you have just hope to please Allah and you fear the disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What exactly is going on here? Because you've heard uh, there's different things that I've mentioned from different people, different pious individuals as well. So we want to try to put that in perspective inshallah, We, uh, If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the tawfiq, we'll do that in the third section inshaAllah next week. But there you go. To sum up, there's two things. Allah warns against uh, uh, the hellfire. Then the second thing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet alaihi tell us how the people who are going to enter paradise, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves, they actively seek protection and refuge from the hellfire. So it is something that we actively need to do. We ask Allah for tawfiq uh, We ask Allah for Tawfiq Wa akhirul da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.